everyone, and welcome to episode 132 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. My arms and my fingers and my eyes are tired from all these games. <laughs> my name is Craig, and I was going to say something similar. It's just <laughs> happy, holy game week is right? what this week should have been named. <laughs> yeah, and we will get into the games because there's a lot of them to talk about. But as always, we're going to get into the news first. What I'll go ahead and do is I'll just talk about a follow-up from last week would be the Bayonetta voice actor news story. Yep. Uh, more clarification has now come out that the deal was about $15,000 and not $4,000. Uh, they were going okay. to pay her, uh, Jennifer Hale, the voice... <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> the voice actress, uh, like $4,000 per recording session is right. what it was going to be. Uh People have reached back out to Jennifer Hale and she's like, I don't care about, uh, like, I don't care. Like, it's still a very, you know, very low offer considering how much money the game makes. And she just thought, she still thought it was kind of, uh, I guess, unfair, like an offer that was unfair to her. Now, Also, clarify, it's Helena Taylor, not Jennifer Hale. Okay, Helena Taylor. Sorry, I'm probably mixing <laughs> yeah. up the two's name. No, you're fine. That's the yeah, that's the one who took over. I just don't want people to think that she was the one complaining because she wasn't. All right, so Helena Taylor is the yep. one. All right, yep. gotcha. So that's kind of where the whole situation's at now. You really haven't heard much from anything else otherwise, but goes to show there's more information to it. Like, yes, four thousand dollars is the minimum, and for a game like Bayonetta that makes as much as it does, fifteen thousand probably is still technically in the ballpark of lowballing her, but uh, Platinum's game is going to do what it does. And, you know, at least, at least we got some clarification. At least it's not just $4,000. Right. Yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask real quick. What's the wise guy's name in that game? Like I'm forgetting it. Like the guy who goes like, why I oughta like, he basically <laughs> sounds like that. Yep. I just thought it would be funny if it got released that he made like 10 grand himself as like the voice <laughs> actor because he has such a small voice role. <laughs> Continue, Craig. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Yep. I'm back. I, I know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah. I was yeah. kind of digging into it as well this week because all this stuff kept coming out and it basically came down to like, at least from what I could find out was $4,000 per session. Um, was what they wanted to pay her, not $4,000 total, um, which also when people were pointing out too that a session for a voice actor is four hours and it also includes uh, food and travel expenses. So, okay. I mean, she may still have been getting lowballed here. I'm not sure personally like what the standard price is for a voice actress or actor, um, but the way I looked at it is like, you know, she, she made it sound like, man, they wanted me to do all this voice work for 4,000. And then it came out like, no, it was 4,000 a session. So 4,000 for four hours of work, thousand dollars an hour plus food, plus travel expenses. Like that's, that's pretty good, you know? Um, so yeah, I feel like I have to switch my opinion now almost. Right. Cause last week it was like, mm -hmm. man, platinum games. Like, do I even want to buy this game? And now you're like, man, was she just like, not lying, but like exaggerating to get people to feel bad for her or what's going on here. It's crazy. Yeah. That's a, that's a quite a different uh, yeah. perspective than what we were 
led to believe last week. So I, I got to kind of go flip what I was thinking as well, because that's, I mean, you get paid food, you get, you get amenities and it, and you also get like a larger sum than what was originally said. So this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week. Is there just more that's not said? Was there some arguments that happened with, with her and maybe the head of uh, the studio, the creative team or, or something along those lines. Like, I feel like maybe there's just like one small thing that's just not being said here uh, because people will often in these cases use money as the, as the reason, but there's something like going on way deeper, you know, uh, it doesn't sound like she's getting paid like a lot. Right. But I don't know. Bayonetta does make a lot uh, enough money for her to not get even even what she was getting. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's all kind of strange and how it's all came out, especially this close to the game. But to on top of it too, she's now opened herself up to lawsuits uh, mm-hmm. with NDAs about the game and everything like that. Yep. So. You know, she mentioned like, oh, what are they going to do? Come after me? Because it's like she she mentioned, I guess she doesn't have a lot right now. I guess I'm not sure why she doesn't. I'm not sure why she's in the financial position she's in, I guess. So I'm not sure why it was worth breaking NDA over the game. But, right, you know, all, best best of luck to her. Hopefully yeah. this doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. tear down her career or anything like that. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, maybe it just comes down to she thought she was worth more than what they were offering. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, we can sit on the outside and be like, man, you're getting paid a thousand dollars an hour. You should stop complaining and take it. But maybe there's probably more to it than that. Yeah. Maybe there yeah. was disrespect that was thrown her way. And she's like, you know what? Like Bayonetta is a huge series now. It was kind mm-hmm. of started out as like a cult classic. Right. And it's become this huge thing that everybody's been waiting for. So maybe she's like, yeah, I do deserve more than a thousand dollars an hour. And she probably does, honestly. Yeah, when things like that jump up, you have to it, it, it not you have to, it's natural to start demanding more financial yeah. compensation because it's clearly her voice is attributing to to the success to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know. So maybe she spent as far as her financial situation, do you think she spent too much money in the gates of hell? You know, <laughs> why? <laughs> she Wait, bought all the accessories. We don't have any more scorn jokes. Now we got to go on to bayonetta jokes, I guess. Yeah, I you know I do much prefer those jokes. At, 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 le- at least, at least with scorn, like if it ended up being like a you know a must play game on Metacritic, I would have been biting my words. But I played played it safe. I knew better, so. Yeah. Lastly, on my news thing is going to be the Final Fantasy 16 trailer. I'm super excited for the new Final Fantasy game. We haven't gotten one in a while. Uh, this one just seems to bring out more confusing storylines. And I guess it 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 kind of is interesting where it's like, oh, which kingdom will you side with? And then they show like seven different kingdoms. I know. <laughs> and then <laughs> all with all with more English voice actors, harder to understand than I expect. Yep. And then on top of that, too, it looks like all of it looks like in this universe, people are fused with the the uh, the summons that you use in like regular Final Fantasy games like it. Mm-hmm. It does look to be like this huge battle spectacle type of game where it's going to be, you know, 
cutscenes with Ifrit versus Bahamut or something like that <laughs> in while while you're playing the game. But I'm excited for it. Just super confused. It, that trailer answered nothing to me. It's just like, okay, we, we got some kingdoms. And what, how do you even pick a side? So it's, why am I picking a side? Yeah. Why does so somebody, yeah. Why, why is, why is there, why are the gods infused with humans? I have no clue, but. You know, Barry, I was thinking when I watched this trailer, that you would be all about it simply from your love for Fire Emblem and all the different houses. I was like, man, this feels like it's right up your alley. Whereas me, I'm like, to me, as I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's just Final Fantasy. They just do whatever they want. And it's always confusing. Always. Yeah. Like I couldn't sitting down and pick any Final Fantasy, like anyone, and try to easily explain the story. It's not possible. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's yeah. just not. <laughs> But it's, uh, it, it would be right I'm up your alley if it was it. like, yeah, if it was Fire Emblem seven houses instead of three <laughs> houses, because like I had the same reaction you did, Barry. I was like, what is this Game of Thrones? Like, yeah. Do we choose one? Do we choose three? Like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm going to get it, but. Oh, yeah. Know. Maybe you pick, maybe you start with one and you play a character from each house and then eventually they all meet up. Maybe it it feels like, uh, I don't know, based off of the trailer, it looks like you're some warrior that's like, I don't know, maybe a freelancer, like he's not really aligned to any kingdom, Mm -hmm. and he ends up getting these god powers, and now you're, everyone's fighting for you, or fighting to have control of you, or something like that, based on, like, the small uh, dialogue that came out of that trailer. It sounds like people who have, like, the gods infused in them, like, are forced to, like, forced to fight, forced to pick a side, forced to do all this stuff. And he's probably like, no, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm the main character. (laughs) That was a good, that was good. I like that. That was a good one. You you know what? You know what it didn't do for me though, in that amount of time, especially being like a story specific trailer, I didn't feel like an attachment to any character just out the gate. You know, um, I know it's received a lot of flack recently, and I know it has probably significantly less characters. But think about how you felt when you saw the Forspoken trailer. You know, mm-hmm. you really vibed with her kind of early. I know at least I did. I saw mm-hmm. a bunch of characters on screen. They all looked like different versions of a cast system. And I was like, I don't know. Like, do I li- do I like the guy that's like, I'm the main character? Or like, <laughs> do I, like, like, who do you even usually historically... You could look at a Final Fantasy game and find some attachment even early on with one of the characters, even in a trailer. Like, I mean, yep. look at some of the iconic people from back in the day before before 12 or even yeah, because 12, a lot of people look the same at 12. Yeah, Titus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 10 had it even like yep. Zidane or Zidane, yep. however you want to say it. And nine looked like it. I mean, Squall was a quiet Squall. person, but he looked like it. Cloud, yep. you know, like there were so many iconic people in the earlier ones. And I just saw like a mash of some type of like just royalty, but like who's right, you know, in the royalty kind of thing. So we'll see. It's not going to keep me from getting it, but it was I, a fun trailer though. I'm excited for it, but I still like I'm pushing it off because I'm more so excited to play through crisis score again. So I'm like, I'm all focused on that right now. Like, get back to me yeah. later for the new Final Fantasy. 
Yeah, That's I'm fair. ready for Crisis Core. I'm ready to see if I cry again. We'll see. <laughs> you will. You think Don't so? Don't pretend you... like you won't. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, you know, I, yeah, I cried at the end of Scorn because it meant so much to me. That ending just spoke to me on a, <laughs> oh, a transcendent level. You have to wait till we get to that because that is going to be just so much change depth. everybody's opinion on the world when the ending of that game rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody uh, okay. like gets their third eye once you finish scoring <laughs> or something. You, you definitely get something. Yeah. <laughs> that was all your news. That was all, all, okay. all news for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So I have two, but I'm going to uh, give one, not do one. Cause I know Craig, you're going to talk about it. So the only one that I want to talk about is we got another look at uh, resident evil four. A um, couple things here. One, I think it looks really good, but again, we expect that with these remakes, right? Two and three looked phenomenal. I expect nothing less from four. Um, super excited to play through it again, even though I'll be buying it for the, what is it, like 13th time, like Skyrim at this point for some people. Um, the one thing I did want to hit on, though, because I went, when they announced it, I went right away. because so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the collector's edition for this one. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know what? Like it looks cool. The statue's cool. And I know I'm going to be an old person on this and I know it's nothing new, but can we please start, stop charging $250 for collector's editions? Cause it is out Seriously. of control and they're definitely not worth $250. Like that statue of Leon's cool and all, but I, I saw the price point and I went, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'll just get the game. <laughs> Are you buying the collector's edition? No, I'm not okay. um, like there's there's already like enough statues. But, you know, you do have a point, you know, uh, they these statues probably at least cost $80 to make. Yeah. And then with a $70 game, like they are kind of charging a lot more than I think they would. But it's because games like Resident Evil have such like a hardcore fan base that they can charge. I'm pretty sure they could charge 300 or 500 for it and people would buy it. There's like no doubt in Hell my yeah. mind that it would still sell out. But that's because like people of this fan base are so attached to the uh, to the series itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's... I think these 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 statues are costing them what like probably twenty bucks to make. It it's depends. De there's definitely like an uptick though on certain ones, but yeah. It depends know. as as like a as a statue collector. I'll and a very light statue collector. I'll recommend myself is. <laughs> Uh, it depends on what they're made out of. Like PVC is very cheap and it probably, yes, costs $20 to make. Uh, then there's like, re uh, like resin and hand painted statues, which yeah. even those, like I, I have a decent amount of those from Japan and they, they're only like 120, 130 bucks. Right. So at least like in this particular case, let's say the statue is that like it's a, but it's not because it's mass right. produced. So that's why it's kind of like, yeah, it's probably PVC and it's probably 200, you know, they're probably 20 bucks to make. Because to be honest, that's how I feel about the um, Horizon Forbidden West statue is like it is big and it is bulky and it kind of has some weight to it. But you can definitely tell like some of the like some of my cheaper or some of my other statues, like because they're hand painted resin uh, like you, it's a lot. It looks a lot better. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, video video game statues just seem to kind of be, OK, here's a statue and you'll buy it. It's kind of what they're. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah, buy you, it because you're you stupid like me. 
I don't know if we touched on this. Uh, like we probably touched on it a little bit, but it's to the point now, like seeing and just going kind of on what we're talking about right now, where it's almost like you want to buy the standard edition of the game and then see if you can't get a statue on Etsy. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like I, I first like had a run in with that when I missed the opportunity where it's my fault, but I missed the opportunity to get like the Elden Ring like special edition. So I was like, maybe I'll just look for like Elden Ring, you know, uh, various statues and like some really good ones came out, especially after you gave the game like a month of existence. Mm -hmm. But like, that's like what I'm going to I feel like that's what I'm just going to start doing now is just looking elsewhere for a statue yes some are going to be just overpriced and feel like the one that you would get with the collector's edition but certain ones i mean it might just actually be beneficial to see it because then you could get certain people getting it getting leon for example in a pose that maybe you like you're not limited specifically to the re the, to the resident uh, resident evil 4 remake collector's edition version of leon you know so it's just something i've been like really thinking about exploring to try to also prevent myself from spending $250 every time I feel <laughs> some type of attachment yep. to a game that's more than usual. Uh, the trailer looked great. Yeah. It's cool that they're doing different things. Like the first encounter is a little bit different than normal where it's like, it looked like you start in the basement where I feel like that's not how it started when you see the first zombie right. in four, it's going to be exciting. And uh, I, uh, I, like most people, think 4 is just insanely, like, on another level from a lot of the other ones. You know, yep. you could argue, like, 1 and 2 are definitely in, in the same vein, but it's it looks good. Excited for it to come out. You know, the question I was thinking about when I was watching this is they've had such a great success with 2 and 3, and they're going to have a great success with 4 Remastered, right? Like, 1, they haven't really done, like, the the full remaster treatment with. So I could see them going back to that at some point. But do you think that they will do a remaster of Resident Evil 5? Oh. Because I personally enjoyed Resident Evil 5. Mm. I know 5 and 6 are like where it kind of fell off, right? 6 especially. But I have like a soft spot for Resident Evil 5. And I was like, man, do you think they'd remake that? Like, do you think there'd be enough of a attachment for them to completely remaster that game and people would be excited or not? Or do they stop it for? So and here's what I'll mention to you. After like year, a few years ago, when you let me borrow, I think Resident Evil 3, mm-hmm. I believe it was. And I played through that. I looked to like try more of those games. Yep. I, I tried Resident Evil 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Now, they definitely don't play the same way. I did not really play them for very long. I wasn't the biggest fan of like what I guess they were going for. But sure, um, I do think they have kind of the same uniqueness to them in the vein that probably a remake with a new direction, um, like fixing a lot of the old stuff and keeping some of the new like I'm I'm I think it was six that like had like kind of that co-op. Yep. gameplay that you could do you can i do think that five too okay so both of them kind of had that vein i think if you do that you know there's a lot of potential there to play that game and have people want to play it yep. but i think a lot of like the story needs to be fixed itself because it's kind of a mess it um, is five it and is. six so i think i think they need to not just do a remaster it's got to be almost a redoing 
in yeah. a way. The same thing they did with they're doing with Resident Evil 4 because Resident Evil 5 had tank controls too, right? When you were aiming, you couldn't move when you, mm-hmm. you know, so and that was the same thing with Resident Evil 4. And it, it looks like they got rid of that in the remaster, which thank God. But um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see a Resident Evil 5. I don't think we need a Resident Evil 6, but I just I don't know. I was just curious if you guys thought that is something you you think would do well. I don't know. People look at that game in such a poor light. They do. That they do. people people will probably look at it and be like, no. Like, why did you bother doing that? Yeah, but people look at Resident Evil 3 in that way, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I really... I've 3 really made a good comeback. So, yeah. I think in the vein of the game itself, people would be like, oh, why? But then people are also going to be like, oh, they did a really good job with 3. Maybe they'll yeah. do the same thing with, with 5 and 6 here. Is my they're, print, they're printing money with these remakes. Yeah, they yeah. are. <laughs> they are. And if they and if they do if they fix some of the quality of life things and like uh, Barry was saying with the story and then all it needs is that trailer because they're you're going to have a lot of naysayers for Resident Evil 3's remake until the trailer came out and then you were like, "Okay. All right, they they fixed it." Like yeah. so Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I wouldn't put money on it that they would remaster five, but I would be pretty excited if they did, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the only news segment I had. So I'll throw it to you, Craig. All right. Holy Silent Hill. So (laughs) Konami, after years and years and years and years of just the clamorings, we even on this show have talked have clamored for Silent Hill news and or just something for Silent Hill to come back. They dropped essentially an entire gaming world and even a movie on us. So yep. a lot of news they released. Um, well, the names or at least have the project names. You know, obviously things can be updated and such like that for four new Silent Hill games and also a Silent Hill movie. Not as much as known on the movie, at least from what I see. But we have some names. We have Silent Hill Ascension. And that's supposed to be essentially an interactive Silent Hill, I'm not sure MMO, but experience. It's going to be more ventured or sectioned for online and online only. We have the Silent Hill 2 remake, which is coming out as well. We have Silent Hill Town Hall, which is done by the now even more famously Annapurna Studios fresh off of their stray release and then finally we have silent hill f or in parentheses forte is what i'm hearing like is it so that one is is intriguing also is because it it has like a japanese kind of style to it looks very fungi ghostwire tokyo like ghostwire Mm -hmm. bright colors in the right places that kind of thing so wow you know, they, they they teased us with PT, and that seems like a decade ago, even though it wasn't a decade ago. And then it just kind of went away. And obviously, there's been a lot. Of, there's been clamoring here and there from diehard fans about Silent Hill just in general making a comeback and either a remake or a redoing or a new game or whatever. And then Konami just said, Bloop, like, here you go. And I don't know what makes me worried what makes me happy about it is it looks like they got different studios. So it doesn't look like they're just throwing a bunch of stuff at a wall to see what sticks. Yep. 
you know, it looks like they're actually picking and choosing specific studios who they think will take these these uh, versions to a new heights. So there's a lot. I would be interested to see the timetable, which one's coming out first. Got to be know, the remake. Which, yeah, got to be the remake. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, because they have essentially probably 70, 75% of that done beside what else they want to do, yep. um, or at least the code. So a lot of Silent Hill. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts about it? I don't know if you had an opportunity to look at the trailers themselves or whatever trailers were provided slash the news in general. Um, I think remastering Silent Hill 2 and skipping 1 is super smart. Um, they're pulling a page out of Capcom, right, with the Resident Evil remasters. Silent Hill 2 is great. Um, if this one takes off, which it will sell well, you got Silent Hill 3, you got Silent Hill, was it The Room? Is that 4? four called the room i don't remember anymore uh, yeah. uh, the room so was one ago. of them um uh, yeah i mean silent hill 2 remaster is fantastic can't wait to play that again um but yeah all these other ones it's just they all look cool the annapurna one looks cool but i have no idea what they are like yeah. zero so it could be cool or it could be something really dumb um but i guess we'll have to wait and see i would assume that we're looking at that remaster maybe next year Maybe I would hope, (laughs) but all the other ones got to be years away. Yeah. Yeah. From my portion and view of things is I didn't grow up with silent Hill. Um, I did see all the stuff and thought it looked good. I think I'm I'm definitely like for me, of course, I'm more interested in the sixties era Japan style silent Hill game. Cause that, that, uh, that's just like an excellent era to go for. But it, uh, also I know these games are meant to scare the heck out of me. So, Uh, will I play it? We'll find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> I think you should at least play the Silent Hill 2. That's a classic. Yeah. You know, that's an absolute classic. Yeah, I definitely see your hesitancy, Barry, because, like, I mean, you're not necessarily a fan of the scary game anyway, like, per se. And Silent Hill specifically feeds off of just creepiness, yep. unnerveness, less combat, and more just you wondering when you're going to be struck by something or a lot of running a lot of running <laughs> yep uh minimal resources yep. uh which is not that's not as big of a deal now back then it was but not now because we all have so many survival horror or just survival games where resources are limited to work off of but uh the feudal japan one definitely looks fantastic i want to give annapurna until they mess up for me annapurna has my heart because of some of their recent releases so i would like to try that one I'm not excited for the internet one. I don't, I I mean, I don't know where they're going either. It could be, it could be exactly what I want, but I don't know that yet because they haven't said real much about it. Um, And maybe a Silent Hill movie will actually do better. Like I was one of the ones, I think Craig, you mentioned it. Like you liked the Silent Hill movie. I literally just watched it again yesterday. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Still holds up. Yeah, it still holds up. And I know it has its, um execution downfalls but i am i am interested to see where they go now that there's been so much time and there's been so many different ways to shoot a movie that has popped up and you know so we'll see but it's great news for anybody who had at least played a game or heard about it from their older cousin who had the system like when they were growing up or whatever so yeah a lot of stuff but that's all for me for news 
Sweet. Okay. Um, one thing that I think we did forget is um, Rockstar Games came out with a tweet, I, I believe, just the other day that said something about GTA 6 2023. Did it? Uh, I must yeah. have missed it. And there, I... What? It doesn't say that the game. It just is. It just has the Rockstar logo on it. You guys can look on their Twitter, but it's there. Okay, um, I'm gonna look it up real quick. But that that is all it apparently says is GTA 6 2023. So maybe that's the first trailer. I or it's maybe that's be. when the game's going to be released. But yeah. we haven't seen anything. Uh, but I just figured it would be worth it. And who knows? Um. If it's social media wise lately, maybe it's just my sick brain, but I have been duped on the internet <laughs> as of late. So we will, uh, we'll see, but I'm, you guys are now making me want to go ahead and check it, but I'll let, I'll let you guys do it because I don't guys... see anything on there. Yeah. I'm not finding it either. Uh, you know, maybe there, there, there is a good chance that maybe I got duped. Uh, there is, <laughs> I don't know. yeah, I didn't find also, anything on their Twitter. Yeah. I would take Craig's word. I'm not good at navigating Twitter. It's not my best social media platform. I mean, I know it's easy to search <laughs> stuff, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking longer to find it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a whole bunch of fan base stuff. Uh, OK, whatever. Don't worry about it. Forget I said anything. I'll just cut this part out of the show. You might. I would say you're probably not wrong, though, in saying a trailer next year for sure. I feel like. Yeah, you have I, to. Yeah, I saw that the other day and I was like, OK, there's no way it's a game. But like, I think we yeah. see a trailer 2023, but there's I mean, a whole... after all those leaks, they have to put a trailer out at this point. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, there's like, uh, but on Twitter, there's just a ton of people as of late doing something. Maybe, maybe it's just a rumor. I might have okay. missed something. Okay. So be it to the game section this week. Yeah. Uh, to the games. For me, I only played uh, Plague Tale Requiem this week. And you beat at... Scorn. And I beat don't, Scorn. Don't sell yourself right. short. Don't don't scorn yourself short. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. That wasn't, that I'm wasn't gonna, terrible. I'm not actually. Yeah, it was actually. Upset. That was okay. Yeah, I'm not Thanks, upset by that one like the others. Um, for me, I played some PGA Tour, 2K23. I continued my streak of sticking with the game until I beat it, and I beat Plague Tale Requiem, and I started Gotham Knights. I'm not very far into Gotham Knights. I just bought it. Saturday, so I I probably put like an hour into that so far. Okay, I did not beat Scorn, unfortunately. <laughs> I did not stick to the 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 guns, well, the good guns of trying to finish something before you start it. I didn't have a chance to play Plague Tale because uh, I was busy throughout the week, but I did play um, Gotham Knights. I'm about three hours in, so we could chat about that. Okay, and and then I also played Mario plus Rabbit's Spark of Hope, which was <sighs> forgot that came out. Oddly, <laughs> that was oddly my, one of my more anticipated games. I just felt more excited when it showed up on my doorstep than Gotham Knights did. So I'll talk about That's that fair. one too. That's fair. Uh, what do we want to start with? Plague Tale That's... Requiem. Okay, Barry's dying. I'm dying. Over here. I'm dying. All but. Right. Stark Plague Tale, we back. Okay. He's got a um, plague himself. Barry, I don't think you beat it, did you? Okay. Barry did not beat it. So, and Craig, you didn't start it at all, correct? I did not. Okay. So, kind of mixed for me, and I won't get into any details, obviously, because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, 
Plague's Tale for for Barry and I last year was one of our highlights of the year for sure. Um, Came out of nowhere and was just a phenomenal story. What I can say about this one, having beaten it, is I think the story, when I got to the end, I liked what they did. Um, But I have some issues with the game. Number one, it's too long. It's entirely too long. They it's 17 chapters. I want to say probably 10 to 15 hours for me to get through. Um, I didn't play it. I was playing on normal difficulty. Um, So if you're playing on easy, you could probably get through it a little bit quicker. My issues with the game are besides the length is I feel like they kind of got away from what made the first game good. Uh, the first game to me, what made it so good was like the lack of ability to kill enemies, right? Like you had to be creative, mm. right? You were like, all right, this guy, I can't kill these guys with my slingshot. So I'm going to create a diversion. Whereas with this one, they give you so many things. Like they give you like a crossbow, um, like ability to like make, you know, you'll use like your clay pots to like set people on fire, which was in the first one. But to me, this game almost felt more like Uncharted than uh, anything else I can like. That was when I'm playing this game. I'm like, I feel like I'm just playing Uncharted right now with different characters. (laughs) Um, And my other big gripe is that there's so much slow walking in this game. It's (sighs) infuriating. Like the amount of time it takes you to get from point A to point B, because 75% of the time, I feel like that's a good percentage. You can't run. You're just walking slowly. Um, They could have sped it up, you know, like shrunk down the story, make this a six to eight hour story, told the same story. And it would have been phenomenal in my opinion. Um, And also I will go on record on saying that kid is the most obnoxious character I've ever heard in a video game still he's worse he's worse worse? in this game and yes yes and everybody in this game is crying all the time all the time (laughs) just crying all the time um but yeah that kid was super annoying in the first one he's even more annoying here uh so i was playing this game and i was just like oh my god this game's going on forever i'm so annoyed with hugo this isn't what i want out of a game and then i got to the end and i was like i was actually pretty good so it's like a mm. weird, it's very weird for me to judge. Um, it's not as good as the first one for sure, but I still had a good time playing through it, if that makes sense. It does. Okay. Very. Yeah. Um, I'll try to talk for as long as I can here. I don't know how how much longer until my coughing fit returns. But <laughs> on a lot of parts for you, I agree. I I do like the sense of story direction because I like that it's focusing on Amicia a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, La- the first game was all about Hugo, Hugo, the Macula, the Macula, mom, mom kind of thing. And <laughs> yep, um, yep, that's still there. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Mm-hmm. But you tend you tend to get out of that, at, at, you right. know, during points in the story. I I just like that, like in a human way, Amicia didn't like let the killings just like go to her head. She has PTSD, yep. essentially, and she gets in these very like you know, emotional fits of rage that cause her to, you know, get very angry and have people like come after her because of like all the killing and stuff she's done. Now I do, I do agree with like, 
what you said with you kind of weren't given the tools to kill in the first game. You got creative with, you know, dousing fire. So that way the rats would go and eat that dude's corpse instead of yours kind of kind of thing. Right. And the only other thing that I'm not the biggest fan of is I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the. I want to say this. (coughs) He's going to die on us. Hold on. It's an important point. He's got to get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll try to get this out. Yep. I am not a big fan of the progressive skills based on how no. you play rewarding you for that. No. Okay. I am not either. Uh, it's basically set up as like there's three sections and depending on how you get through sections, we'll level up one of those. So if you go through and oh. kill everybody, It's going to level up your like aggressiveness, right? Or if you're creative and you're using lots of different, like you're throwing pots and you're extinguishing their flames and you're throwing tar on them, then that's a separate one. And then you have one for being completely stealthy. That's on top of also being able to upgrade all your weapons, which is another upgrade wheel section. Um, yeah, I I feel like they put too much in because you have all these weapons, you have that going on leveling up, plus you have the sections with Hugo where you can control the rats. Um, it's just like I don't know if they're just like everybody who had an idea, they're like, yeah, put it in, you know? Yeah, it's cool. Throw it all in. Yeah, but again, like the story is good. It looks phenomenal. Oh yeah, like, absolutely phenomenal. Um. And I don't want people to think I'm hating on it. I think this is like top, let's say top 20 game of mm-hmm. the year for me. Uh, not okay. top 10, but top 20. Because the story is great when you get to the end. It's just, man, like that middle section. When you first get to, without spoiling anything, when you first get to the island, my God, mm. does that drag. Oh, boy. Oh, does it? <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um but then once you start getting through that and you get towards the end and you see where it's going, you're like, okay, I get it. But yeah, it's, uh, I think people should still play it, but man, it's, there's some issues, I think. Yeah. I, and maybe that might be our fault for like having the expectations of this game based on how good the first one was, but you know, they, I think they played it safe, but then gave people too many options. This is, Kind of, it feels like, and I hate to say it because we said it with Overwatch, like, this feels like a Plague Tale 1.5 with giving you a ton of stuff just to, like, yeah. use to kill your enemies. And maybe one of the, maybe one of the critiques of the last game was the fact that maybe players didn't feel like they had enough tools in order to sure. kill or, like, tools in order to solve a puzzle. I enjoyed that restriction. I enjoyed having oh, to yeah. play to their rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a feeling some players are going to be like, yeah, I'm glad that I could play as an aggressor and have Amicia go on a, you know, rampaging killing spree sure, or trying to be stealthy. Cause for me, like I like the stealth portion of things, but I really wish that skill tree would allow me to pick what skills, like, instead of like rewarding me with those skills, I feel like I should just say, Hey, give me, you know, nimble footstep or faster movement while crouching. So yep. that way I can continue to grow on the play style I like to play as where because like sometimes being stealthy can be really difficult, you know, trying to map yeah. out each person's 
uh, each person's route, picking the right times to shoot through them or use a distraction kind of thing can be very difficult and also very, um, very frustrating, especially when you don't get it. So the fact that you need to play that way in order to get the better abilities kind of you kind of are forced to have to be like, okay, you know, if I don't get the stealthy way, I need to play it stealthy and then I become aggressor, which is not something, you know, I want to do because I'm trying to, I guess in a weird way, I'm trying to role play as Amicia who probably, you know, only really needs to kill when she wants to go on a murderous rampaging spree. Right. Murder. You know what I think it is, is I think the first game was made on a tight budget, right? By an indie developer and they killed it. And what happened was the popularity was huge for this game, right? So now you have Microsoft being like, all right, let's make another one. Here's a whole bunch of money. Make us a blockbuster game that we can promote as huge on Game Pass. And them just trying to be like, we got to up this game by 30. You know what I mean? Like, how do we make this a triple a game when it was never meant to be a triple a game it was always an indie game with a good story so i think that's kind of maybe where it gets lost um and yeah like you said very like the stealth thing it got to the point where like you can upgrade the if you upgrade your crossbow all the way the last upgrade when you shoot the arrow you can collect it off the body so it got to the point where i just upgraded that and i was literally just shooting people running and picking up the arrow and shooting the next person Gotcha. And I was like, that's not how I should be playing this game at all. Like it turned yeah. into Uncharted for me. And I was like, OK, well, I mean, cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did you? Oh, Scorn, Barry. Scorn. We beat Scorn. <laughs> What's your uh, interpretation over... of the end? Um. So here's the thing with the ending is it's. Uh... <clears throat> I, I actually watched a couple videos on the ending after I beat it. Me too. Just to try and maybe get a sense <laughs> of what was going on. Um, this is one of those games that I feel like you're like they left you on an empty feeling on purpose mm-hmm. for the most part where, you know, there's a lot of stuff about like reincarnation here, you know, um, or I I don't know what the right word is, uh, but kind of like the female and male like reproduction. Yeah, female and male yeah. reproduction, but then also har- harmonizing the two into one being. Because yep. at one point, that is what, you know, this civilization becomes. But, right. you know, in the end, I am pretty sure that one, that parasite on you is your other player character that got, you know, um, that blew up whatever that seed thing was yeah. um, and became that para- uh, parasitical type thing. So... Maybe, you know, it's it's probably has something to do with just with like past self, you know, hurting, hurting your present self or something or eating at you deep. I I've I've watched (laughs) a lot. I've watched a lot of this stuff, but yeah, um, I think in the game itself, it's definitely has something to do. And I saw a lot of comparisons to the Matrix in a lot of the videos where it looks like society like got controlled over by some sort of creature. And I think it's those flying creatures you see in the factory area that you yep. never get to kill. Um, but I feel like it's got something to do with those. And then somewhere along the lines, these mind flayer type creatures wanted to take control of, I don't know, these people. And <laughs> this is, this was the result of this. Yeah. Um, it's all very strange, but overall like 
uh, I I still admit that the the gunplay is terrible, uh, but yeah. I wanted to see it till the end because the game interests me so much. It's almost like watching. Um, I know Blonde got a lot of bad reviews, but mm-hmm. I just watched it because of the eeriness that it had to it and what I wanted to see what came next with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think like the one thing that I thought sounded the most correct and who knows at this point was that it, it was kind of trying to tell this tale of the beginning of a civilization was like the whole point of the ending because the ending is so, I don't know, like obtuse. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, I guess obtuse on per like on purpose where they don't want you to really know what's happening other than like, there's multiple beings combining into one, I I don't know, but yeah, it's uh it's an experience. I think that's about all we can say about that game. <laughs> can we recommend it? Uh, sure. Why yeah, not? That, that, <laughs> that that's really tough to say, to be honest, yeah. because this game is such a, and I hate to say it, but it's one of those like artiste games where it's like, ah, oh, obviously the developer was Monocle. trying to. Yes, yeah. obviously, <laughs> obviously, the developer was trying to comment on the high society life and how today's <laughs> government and socialism is the destruction of the world kind of game. Uh, but mm-hmm. it has really nothing to do with that. So it if you're looking for a game that I think maybe you'll be surprised by, I want to I want to say I'd recommend Scorn. Uh, sure. Just be prepared because those puzzles, they're going to get really, really difficult. And <laughs> yeah, um. I want to say too, if you're the type of person that needs some sort of direction, um, use a walkthrough. You might, you will probably get yes. Yeah. You will probably get frustrated by the game and use a walkthrough. I had to use a walkthrough for the prologue, but once you get sure. past the prologue, um, it kind of it, it, you kind of just needed to follow the next room to the next puzzle type yep. thing. You, you're talking about the egg puzzle, right? The infamous yeah. egg puzzle. Yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. infamous we, egg all, puzzle. I, did all three of us use a, a, a guide on that? Did you use a guide, Craig? On the egg puzzle, I didn't, but I was at that thing for a good forty-five minutes. Yeah, so then two out of the three of us yeah. used a guide. I was at fifteen before I used the guide. I was like, "You got to be freaking kidding me!" Yeah, what is this? <laughs> like, I literally banged my head against the wall until I was like, "Oh, maybe they want me to get this egg over because you get one of them over and it just breaks." And I yeah. was like, "Oh, uh, is that what I was supposed to do?" So I like ran back down and I was like. Nope, there's like, nothing here. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, well, yep. it's got to be something exactly else. Exactly what I did, yeah. Yeah. I did the uh, same thing. But I, I find, like, reading other people, like, on Reddit, and that's where everybody's like, this game's dumb, I stopped playing it. Like, putting that hard of a puzzle at the beginning is an interesting choice, because it is going to turn yeah. a lot of people off. Or, and it's not even that hard of a puzzle in the end. It's just no. a matter of, because you went with a game that has no dialogue and no sense of direction you you kind of alienate your players to either one like care enough about to playing the game to look up a walkthrough and go for it or you get the players that don't care enough about the game and go okay yeah i'm just gonna drop it because i don't like not having a sense of where i'm going but i feel Mm -hmm. like particularly it's really only with that beginning of the game where it's kind of that sense of i have no clue what to do (laughs) because it in the rest of the game, it's all about going to the next room or backtra- backtracking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting game for sure. It's not going to end up on any of my lists for sure. No. But like, I'm glad I played it. I can't say that I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I wasted 
four hours of my life on that. And I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is that the, that's what you played, right? Just those. Yeah, two? that's what I played. Okay. But, um, yeah. Uh, PGA Tour 2K23. I know you talked about it last week. I played it a little mm-hmm. bit uh, this week. I agree with you that um, it's passable. I don't think it's awful. I don't think it's great. I think it's very middle of the road. Um, I, I am playing on the easier difficulty because, like you said, I didn't want to worry about the timing. Yeah. So I bumped it down so I didn't have to. And I'm having way more fun that way. Um, it just kind of eliminates that. And I know some people probably like want that for more challenge. I don't. I just want to worry about hitting it straight and hitting the power right. And I'm yep. going to have fun with that. And then let me customize my golfer to make him look ridiculous. And that's all I care about. Um, so I think it's passable. I still think the EA golf games are better. Um, so I'll wait for that one to come out. But, you know, if it's not a bad entry in the golf series, I guess. No, it, it, it's another step up from yeah. the other PGA Tour game. Uh, like people said, you need more licensing. So this one, they focused on getting the licensing portion of things. Yep. Um, I think really the next part of it is maybe taking away, like, again, not everybody is for the realism that golf provides in some of these games. So maybe it yep. might be time to just go a more EA sports type route and have it more about having fun hitting 300, 400 yard dingers <laughs> yep. um, off the ball and doing a little really fun or I don't want to call it stupid, but a really fun way of just like mindless. slow mowing the ball. Or, yeah. Yep. And like making yep. it, mindless, making it mindless. fun. Yeah. 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 I, it does kind of feel like they think that that's EA's thing. And then, 2k is going to be like we're going to focus more on having the realistic side of golf mm-hmm. whereas ea can have that arcadey style which is what i want but i'm not a i'm not a golf fan like i don't watch golf on tv i go golfing very rarely so it's not like i'm the diehard it's not the nba 2k for me basically yeah mm-hmm. um all right and then this will be a good segue for you and i craig to talk about gotham knights um oh gotham knights again i'm not very far um holy long intro first of all god that goes on for a while it was entertaining i enjoyed it um but i was like i was like man this is a long intro i think first and foremost what i want to get out there since i haven't put a whole lot of time into it and you've definitely put more than me i want people to understand because the reviews of this have been not good people need to understand that this is not an arkham game and like, I feel like people need to stop looking at it like this isn't a Batman Arkham game. It was never meant to be. This is an no. open world co-op if you want to in the Batman universe um, yes. and go have fun. And if you look at it that way, which is how I'm looking at it, I think it's not bad. I think it's actually pretty good. Um, but I can see that people are like, this game sucks. It's not what I want in a Batman game. It's not a Batman game. It's like, stop. It's, it's, not. It, it's not Arkham Asylum. It's not Arkham City. This is completely Batman is different dead in this. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Batman's they, dead. They get that out the way. That's the first <laughs> thing. That's the first line of the game is him right. saying, if you see this, I'm dead. Or if you see this video, I'm dead. Like, and I haven't dead. I haven't uh, gotten to any of the Court of Owls stuff yet because I'm still kind of like going around the city, doing some random stuff as well. I was just kind of like poking around to get a good idea. But like yeah. the detective stuff still there, scanning crime scenes. I love that. I think that's cool. Yeah. 
Um, give me that. The combat feels okay. Um, it's okay. Yeah, I think the Arkham games were better. They they flowed better. For sure. Um, For sure. The other thing that I didn't think I would notice, but I am 100% noticing, is the lock to 30 frames per second. It is like visibly throwing me off because I'm so used to 60 on everything now. This being locked to 30, I'm like, oh, ooh. you know what I mean? Like it yeah, takes some getting yeah, used it to. It throws the rhythm off a it little bit. It does. Yeah. Um, but what do you think so far? Uh, I share a lot of the same um, thoughts and, and, and ideas that you have. It's not a Batman game. Mm-hmm. You have to go into that. I almost like, you know, like Dorothy when she says uh, in um, – Oh my god, I can't remember the movie when she taps her red uh her red slippers Wizard and of she Oz? says thank you, Wizard of Oz. Yep. <laughs> when she says there's no place like home, that's what I was saying in terms of this is not a Batman game. Yep. Like it's not. So yeah, holy crazy opening scene. Um that took a while to get through, but it was very entertaining. Uh nice fighting scene to get you going. The combat is definitely different instead of what feels like more fluidity in the other games you're you're doing you have your i guess on playstation square for a light attack but you hold it for like a stronger attack and then you have a ranged attack which is triangle and you tap that or hold it for a stronger one so like getting the while you're in the moment of switching from bad guy to bad guy and trying to tap but then hold when you're supposed to do that it's 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 okay and i'm assuming it's going to open up but what you were saying with the clues and the detective work they really took that Mm -hmm. and ran with it because essentially what happens is you're going around the city and you're fighting bad guys you're doing that small crime thing that's in other games but when you beat people up you like gather clues they they drop down like experience points (laughs) And then you gather them up and then that later goes back to the Belfry where you like piece smaller crimes that you're going to attack later on. So that being said, my description of it may not sound the best, but actually in practice, it kind it's kind of cool. And yeah. I, I'm, on, I'm three hours in three and a half maybe they already throw the first boss at you um right after two missions but the the thing is is that there's so much side stuff going on they have their collectibles they have all the things that you're used to in these type of games but they really take a focus on detective of the detective portion when you're at the crime scene you have to piece two or three things together it reminded me of like of la noir light yeah So they have these sections where you have eight or nine pieces of evidence in front of you and you have to link them together to figure out what happened. So they're they're really jumping in on that. The characters are fine. I started as Red Hood. He's too slow for me. Yeah, he's slow. He's he's slow. So I was like, the other three people are essentially gymnasts, Mm -hmm. Olympian gym, a, a, a gymnast. So I jumped to Nightwing. And I'm playing as Nightwing right now, but I'm hearing that Robin and and uh, Batgirl are pretty freaking awesome to play as. So I'll probably I like that you could switch between whoever you can. I I wanted to get Red Hood out the way because I thought I I would think he was too slow. Yeah, uh, he's the coolest looking though. He is definitely the yeah. coolest looking guy. <laughs> yep. But it's it's got potential. It's not going to be better than the best batman game but you hear what what's coming out of my mouth right now it's not a batman game i shouldn't be like that's not what we should be comparing it to necessarily it's in the same world but batman's dead and 
you get Alfred. Alfred's still alive, so that's nice. Yeah. But I do like the day-night cycle in that there's really no day cycle. You're <laughs> you're out at night. You fight crime. You gather clues. You do main story missions if you want. There's different factions. The map is huge yep. for that game. And then you come back. You gather everything. That's where you upgrade when it's daylight. You upgrade. You work on your, your bat cycle. You work on your character themselves. I think it's going to work in the long run. I think I'm going to enjoy this game. And... Yep. We already know who some of the villains are. It's, it, right. They did bring a nice cast into that. I mean, you got Harley Quinn um, and some other people like a Mr. Freeze is going to make an appearance at some point in the game. We know they're coming. So it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. I'll definitely have a better assessment next week. But Here's the question I have for you, though, because this is one I've been thinking about. This week is Bayonetta and Call of Duty, right? Next week is kind of a kind of a week off, and then the week after that is God of War, right? So, do you think? Don't forget about Sonic Frontiers. Don't and Sonic. Sorry, oh Sonic Frontiers. God, yes. um, so the question is, and this is the question I ask myself: Do you think that yourself and I will finish this game before the end of the year? I is it gonna? No. You don't think it's gonna hold your attention to get through it? Well, here's my problem is that God sure. of War, once that arrives, it there's nothing yeah. besides the only person. The only two things that are above above in my attention is my wife and my cat. And then everything else is, <laughs> yeah. is that it is, sure. is out the door. And then it's just God of War. And but God of War, unfortunately, due to whatever the length might be, and if they have anything like the Valkyries from last game, that's going to add five more hours. Mm -hmm. That's going to take us right into Callisto Protocol, yep. which would probably hold my attention that's supposedly a short so. game, though, Callisto. Oh, that is. That's right. That's right. It yeah. is supposed to be a short game. So I guess my, I, don't, I don't want to put my money on it. The question is, because Gotham Knights is a longer game, right? Supposedly, what, like 30, 40 hours, probably. So mm -hmm. I don't I'm not going to get 30 hours into this game before Call of Duty and Bayonetta comes out this coming Friday. Oh, heck right. No. So my question is, is like, all right, that that next week, which they're Sonic. Yes, Sonic is coming out, but whatever um, <laughs> that following week is going to be doing the Call of Duty campaign, beating Bayonetta. Um, you also and then, have the Resident Evil DLC next and week. the Resident. Right. You're right. So oh, all correct. of that, all that, it, all that factors in into games that I want to beat before God of War comes out. So I look at it as I will play as much Gotham Knight as I can until this coming Friday. Now, once we finish God of War, which I'm assuming that I will finish God of War before Callisto comes out. At that point, we're talking middle of November. Mm. Will you have any desire to go back to Gotham Knights? Phrased that particular way, yes. Okay. Um, you think you it will? All depend yeah, but I'm also, I'm at a standpoint where I haven't beaten Scorn. I haven't right. played Plague Tale. Right. I I'm in mario plus <laughs> rabbits which i don't know how long that length is supposed to be i mean it's a nintendo right. game that's they, not... they are pretty lengthy games yeah yes yeah, so i don't know mm. uh i will have a desire after god of war is done and my life returns to normal <laughs> right we're gonna I get through god I of war in a week you know we will oh my god i can't we all oh all of god. us will oh have a beat god in a war. week yeah oh my yeah so I, I really hope I do. I really hope I can. That's you'll get be it my... done in a week. I have faith it, in you. It's more of a matter of like uh, for me and how like God of War works. Yes, I'm going to want to come home and like play that game. 
Yep. But then I also have to get like ready for the next work day. And then, right. you know, that kind of thing on my days off, I'll get a crap ton of work done with that game. <laughs> yep. But mm-hmm. I, I know for the most part, I have to stay away from the internet once that game comes out because like, I just oh don't want to get yeah. spoiled. I've I'll, it's go ahead. I was going to say, it's just funny. My roommate is taking an entire week off for God of war. <laughs> and oh is he um i wow. like i ba- i banned him i told him hey you're playing it upstairs you're playing it with headphones on because i swear to god if i hear spoilers i'm I coming up and i'm you. <laughs> I, i'm i'm coming up and i'm ripping that War. playstation out, uh, off of there so <laughs> i i know that like we're all gonna run through god of war as fast as we can but i also have trying to factor into the back of my head that i'm gonna get pulled into call of duty multiplayer right oh like yeah it's, it's gonna oh, come yeah, floating yeah. over and i'm gonna be like i gotta get these games done but then over here on this show it's gonna be like you yeah, have a call of duty multiplayer hello yeah, yeah. like you well, could play call of, which, of duty we should all get speaking of which we should play that all together yeah oh and oh, we, we will, will. Oh, yeah. um but i know that's gonna throw a huge wrench into beating all these games and i i yeah. hate that it happens every time but i know it's coming i have successfully pushed myself away from apex i feel good that I'm like, no, I'm not going to play Apex. I'm going to finish these games. But I, I'm i trying to look at it as like when January hits or February, whatever, when that slowdown comes, am I going to want to go back to Gotham Knights? I, who knows? I you know, know what I mean? Who knows? That's Are you too question. far gone? Yeah, that's, that that's might be a game question. that's hard to get back into. I'm also having a very small issue if we're just talking about these type of issues, especially multiplayer, where I have a bunch, I have a couple of um, awesome coworkers that uh, keep asking myself and my wife to play Overwatch 2, and we're having a blast with that. So that's also coming into the picture. Oh boy. As well, <laughs> where there's just Overwatch, which is the beginning of the month, but still, like, we got the battle pass for. So that's coming back in too and that's kind of taking some hours away and i wouldn't take any of those hours back like i said i was having a lot of fun with them in particular um with that but uh that's also something that i'm struggling with in terms of when you think video game time you know yeah Uh, yeah it's tough it's definitely tough barry are you are you passing on gotham knights are you gonna play it i i want to play gotham knights and i wanted to hear what you guys said about it Sure. My main concern, and maybe you guys can talk a bit more on this, is I absolutely, utterly despise number one hated thing that I hate about video games that they're doing right now is that very stupid, not needed. Wow. <laughs> so many adjectives. Yeah. Like the the score loot system. Yep, I which they hate have. it. I and I don't know how much of a difference it makes in the game for you guys, but I just find it so stupid that I need to go around defeating enemies, collecting higher gear and then equipping that gear so that I can face, you know, the next level of enemy or something like that. I haven't seen that, but I haven't played much. There's not as much of that. I mean, there's a crafting system where you craft other gear. I already have and I'm only three hours in, I already have three or four of each thing. So that's getting a little bit repetitive. And the idea of just going, being in the world and getting crafting materials in Gotham is something <laughs> that I'm still getting over because yeah. just you're getting crafting materials in Gotham. But when you say score, a loot score system, do you mean similar to something like a Devil May Cry where you get rewarded on how no. well you do? You're talking oh, about so like when, Avengers. Yes, yeah, so I'm talking about yeah. Avengers. Um like specifically where 
you would get a whole bunch of crappy loot from someone and the only difference between it is you get a higher score level and it does a little bit more in damage resistance to a certain type of element. Uh, but, like, let's say the score, like, let's say 500 is the score limit you need to be at, but that enemy is a score, is like a score level of 700, and you can't defeat him. You need to go and find more loot. Like, if they give you the loot in a way that you don't have to go out searching for it, then it won't bother. I don't think it'll bother me as much. Okay. I haven't seen that at all. Is that in there? No, no, they don't have that. They do have the, like, you can tell if I went to Northern Gotham right now, I would probably run into some goons that I shouldn't fight at this point. But in terms of the loot, it doesn't look like there's going to be that particular issue that you're describing, Barry. Um, it looks like there's a good amount of progression that comes with what you receive and what you're eventually able to craft so that the progression does match how it should be. Okay. Uh, I will text you if for some reason I get like five <laughs> hours into the more into the game and then I realize that happening, I will try, I will send word to you as early <laughs> as possible so that you're not spending money on something, especially because I don't know if you mentioned it, but it seems to be one of your most hated things in video games. I I, I don't know if I <laughs> heard that correctly. Yeah, that ruined yeah. the Avengers game. Yeah, single hand single handedly ruined the Avengers game because I yeah. like the story. Craig and I did like the story of the Avengers game. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But after that, like after you beat the story, wanting to go after that loot system is completely, you know, pointless and naivete yep. where they're there's no point into doing it unless you really like the play style of Iron Man or, you know, Ms. Marvel or something like that. I I want to play that game specifically for the story because I'm interested in the Court of Owls and everything like that. I already know I'm going to play as Batgirl. Um, <laughs> but <Man>. it's <laughs> I've like that's what I needed to know, because I'm I'm going to hate the fact that, you know, if I play as Batgirl, I'm going to have over 200 items of loot that I need to sort through to figure out, okay, this is what I need. And then I have to disassemble all 199 other items of loot <laughs> that I don't need. I would um, be out of that game so fast if they did that. Yeah, I'd be exactly. like, no, I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? What I have found... What I have found is that I did get a surprising amount of stuff early. But like I said, I don't think it's going to run into some of the other issues or that you specifically have described that the Avengers game provided. Okay. Um, and with the crafting system, there is there is gear that does do like one more bit of damage, but then has less of a critical hit score. Yeah. Like vice yeah. Versa. So there's that kind of stuff. But like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't look like it's too much. Okay. Um or that it's it's going to be like negative in any particular way. That's fair. Um, so far, I'm enjoying it, but the only thing I've seen is like you can get different costumes. Um, I, I noticed that, and then like just leveling up your character as you defeat enemies, but also that carries over to whatever character you pick, which is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so far, like I haven't seen anything to turn me off, but yeah, that, if that does pop up later, that'll hundred percent be the thing where I'm like, I'm done with this game. Like, I'm not even going to bother. Like the story doesn't, I want to see the end of the story, but like not enough to want to bury myself in, you know, a bazillion different 
non-cosmetic items to make myself stronger. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Also, we haven't gotten, I haven't gotten the traversal item yet. I don't know what story mission I have to do, but everybody's supposed to have like a really, like Nightwing has like this glider and okay. uh, Red Hood is supposed to jump on pools of energy. That hasn't happened yet. And I'm going to let you know, the grappling is getting a little bit annoying. Like grappling yeah. is fine, but there's no jump glide scenario. Yeah, like Batman. Yet. Yeah. And I'm waiting for that scenario because that was advertised. So it's, it, that's a minor annoyance because traversing the city when you're just grappling and then <laughs> jogging. Well, you have your motorcycle then, too, I guess. You do. You yeah. do. Okay. Uh, so we'll see, you know, we'll see more to come. All right. I mean, I, I, I went on way longer than I thought I would with that, but uh, I'm more the- curious. I'm more curious about your uh, Mario and rabbits. Cause I did not buy Mario that and game. rabbits. Yes, yeah, so... I, ha- I will say I'll talk about that game next week. I have okay. it. Um, my roommate took it for his camping trip. So. <laughs> That's fair. We're lying um, on you. What I, what I will say, and this is just early first impressions after beating the first world, is it's Mario Galaxy with S- XCOM. Ooh. And it's pretty sick. So what they did is they the first one had more of a set piece feel. And when I say set piece, I'm like using a soccer term in a way, but (laughs) what I'm more going as is in the first one, you would go throughout the world and then you would get to a battle. You would spend your time collecting coins and things like that, but you would get to a staged set piece battle in this one. They have a lot more enemies walking amongst the world. And then you kind of slide into them to initiate battle. You go to a separate battle arena and then you fight. The story is fine. It's, it's standard Mario, Mario Peach, and everybody else are having a great day. Something flies in and decides to destroy them or like try affect the world. Um, I haven't pieced together necessarily how like what the story is going for, so it's a little bit hard to describe. But what I can describe is you're going to different worlds that seem to represent different biomes, but you go to different worlds. There's a specific character in the middle that is having some type of issue with that world. And it's centered around a bioplasma goo being left from the main antagonist. So you got to walk around and you got to clear the planet. So like, there's kind of like a Mario sunshine in a Mario galaxy aspect. Uh, the main characters are back. You got Rabbit Peach, Normal Peach. All of those people are still in. They introduce a new character, which is essentially if Marth came in here. <laughs> okay, it's like their version of Marth. Well, Rabbit's Marth at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like because like he has like a, an insane he or she. I didn't even get down the gender yet, but they have a a nice entrance, like a very theatrical entrance into the game. So that was interesting. But it's still the same plan ahead, tactical g- gameplay that you're looking for. Uh, there's a lot more movement involved as well when you're playing. So that was really interesting to see because essentially you have a section that you're able to move to and from. And then as soon as you attack, that's when your turn is on, or at least your movement is over for the turn. So they did a, a great job with tweaking some things to make the battles still challenging but more interactive Mm -hmm. and with the addition of sparks which are these cute little 
sparks like animal beanie baby things in the world that you can equip it makes you have a more customized feel so now you have your character you have your character's uh abilities but then you have a spark with you too that has one upgradable ability throughout and a passive one one active one passive which makes your character even more intricate it's good it's 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 good uh there each level has things you can do in the beginning but as you release more goo from the world, the area becomes more accessible and very deep. It took me, I could have actually probably kept the last five minutes out of this explanation to say, it took me three hours, three and a half hours to beat world one. Okay. okay. I don't know how many worlds are in this game, but <laughs> world one was intricate. There was, there was indoor portions. There was outdoor portions. The enemies scale with you. And I think it's going to, I don't, I haven't seen the Metacritic reviews on it, but it's reviewing quite it's a, well. It's yeah. a strong first impression for me. I'm not going to say anything about top 10, 10 or anything <laughs> like that, but it's a, it's a strong first impression with me. Definitely. Okay. Man, you we'll definitely me it's another one I got to buy. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm excited to try it, but what we'll do is get into movies and TV shows next. So, I was a really bad movie watcher and TV show watcher this week. I didn't watch anything. Uh, for most people that know, we I live off of, we live pretty much are based at State College, Pennsylvania, yep. and it was Whiteout Weekend. So I had, uh, I, had I watched football. I had a lot of my family oh. over, so it was a, it, I, I was kind of busy this week. I do plan on watching, and he, here here's the watch list this week. Okay. At least one James Bond movie, because I am going to start that. I'm going to yes. start watching one yes. James Bond movie a week. Goldeneye. Uh, I'm going to start at the first. That's, that's a good one. Oh, dear oh, Lord. Go good, good luck with go that. I'm go, yeah, I'm going <laughs> I'm going. starting at first and going all the way over to, you know, oh boy. Um, no time okay. to die. Is it Roger Moore? Is Roger yeah. Moore the first? Yeah, uh, yeah that Roger or Sean Connery. Oh. I don't remember which one's which. And then second, I did by Bullet Train. I just hadn't had yes. time to watch that yet. Oh. Great movie. Okay. Um, I'm excited. Okay. I watched two. I technically watched three, but one I really, really hated. So I don't know if it's what you watch, Kate, but I'll wait. Um, I watched Clerks 3 and I finished Better Call Saul. I'm all done. Okay. And what did you watch, Craig? I watched this uh, coming of age horror drama called We're All Going to the World's Fair. What? Okay, it's on That's HBO not... Max. Yeah, yeah. you're all, watching that on. instead of finishing Cyberpunk. <laughs> I, I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> no I excuses. I, I I was I was angry when I was done with it because I was like I could have been watching Cyberpunk. Like Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah. We're all okay. That, that'll um, be my list. That'll be my list for finishing next week, Barry. By the way, Cyberpunk. You know this. We're all going to the world for you. We're all going to the world's fairs at a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I know, uh, and I don't know why, but I'll okay. get it. Okay, so Clerks 3. Um, I don't know if, if either of you have a love or hate for Kevin Smith. I guess I should start with that. Barry, have you ever watched Kevin Smith's movies? No, I have not, but you've told me good things, because he yeah, does the um, Silent Bob, and does Jay he do that, or Bob. is that yep. Silent Bob? He is Silent Bob in the movies, yes, Kevin yeah. Smith. Mm -hmm. um, Craig, have you watched the Clerks movies before? A uh, long time ago. I didn't catch the second one was the one with Rosario Dawson, right? Correct. In black and white. I didn't catch no, the that first one was black and white. 
second one had one Rosario one. Dawson. Yep. But color. Okay. So yeah, yes. I caught the, so I caught the black and white one then. Sorry. I was confusing them, but sure. I have a huge respect for Kevin Smith in particular and sure. his humor. Sure. Um, so I enjoy Kevin Smith. He has kind of a weird history in movies where he came out with clerks as his first movie. And it was just like this indie darling. And it like rocketed him into like stardom as a director. And then after that, he's made a ton of movies, but none of them are really received that well um, since clerks like, but clerks one through three, specifically one and two, like I've always loved those movies. Um, clerks three is something that I was like, I'll watch it because I love clerks, but I don't know that we really needed another clerks. Right. Um, but for those who don't know, um, like Kevin Smith, a couple of years ago, he almost died. He had a heart attack when he was on stage Damn. performing um, and didn't realize it. So Clerks 3, he's kind of he's telling his story through the characters of Clerks 3. One of the main characters who works at the convenience store has a heart attack, almost dies and uh, decides that, you know, he hasn't done anything with his life. So he wants to make a movie about his life. So it's literally Kevin Smith writing about what he knows best making movies right um jay and silent bob i've always loved those characters um so i will say that clerks three is a i really really enjoyed this movie there is like if you want to call it like the third act of the movie the last act um really caught me off guard with how emotional it is um came out of nowhere because like these are comedies right like that's what he does Um, But then he comes in with that third act at the end of the movie and just hits you with all this emotion and builds up to the last scene, right? The last part of that movie. That's just like, oh, my God. Like that was to me, it was so well done um, that it's something I didn't expect, but it was very cool how he did it Um, and kind of tying back the other movies as well. So I love Clerks 3. Really, really enjoyed it. I just it's not a movie you can go into without having seen the other two. Right. So I would say, I think clerks to me still holds up the original. Um, so if you have the time, I would highly recommend hunting those down and watching all three. Um, but as someone who's seen them all clerks three to me was great. I loved mm-hmm. every second of it. So I would highly recommend that. Um, better call Saul. I finally finished that series and I will, Put it as a hill I'm willing to die on. I know it's a popular hill. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, some of the best crafted TV show universes I've ever seen. Um, The way they're able to tie back stuff from Breaking Bad into Better Call Saul was great, seeing all the other stuff going on. Um, I'm re-watching Breaking Bad again. Um, Love that show. One of my favorites of all time. And now I think Better Call Saul is going to be up there as well. I still think Breaking Bad's better, but Better Call Saul is like right underneath it. So that's another one. If you haven't seen those, you should 100% go see those. Better uh, Breaking Bad's on Netflix. You can watch the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, Better Call Saul, phenomenal. All right. Um, I got to watch that because mm-hmm. my, I, my roommate's I watching Breaking Bad right Breaking now. Breaking Bad is was... so good. It's 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 on there as what as my I think top at least six television yeah. shows that I have all time for me mm-hmm. um, of varying genre, genres. Yeah. Um, it, it just holds a place in my heart. So I should, I think I was skeptical about it's, Better it's Call tough Saul to be like, like a, every other, not, yeah. not sorry. Yeah, no, like it's tough when you look at it as like, Oh, they made a spinoff of the lawyer from breaking bad. Like who cares? 
But like they mm-hmm. make you care, which is good. I got to jump into that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of jumping into uh, what I wanted to <laughs> jump out of oh, was a movie called We're All Going to the World's Fair. Uh, this is kind of an indie, made a lot of noise at Sundance type of movie. We already heard earlier what it's showing on um, on Metacritic or was mm-hmm. it Rotten Tomatoes? It was Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. So essentially, it's got a similar vibe to other movies. And there's a girl, kind of a wreck, not a recluse, but she doesn't have a lot of friends. Her name is Casey. She lives with her father, who just kind of focuses on work and is rarely seen in the film. And essentially, there's this thing going around where you, it's kind of, it's, it's a viral kind of thing where you say, I want to go to the World's Fair three times. You say that. You're supposed to cut your, and she does this in the beginning of the movie. You cut your finger and you wipe some blood on your laptop screen. And then you watch a weird strobe-like <laughs> video for 15 to 25 seconds. Okay. And then people have been va- recording themselves going through changes, either physical or mental, emotional. And it's about this girl named Casey who does it. She starts off the film, turns off her light. She tells everybody on her YouTube channel, which doesn't have a lot of viewing, that she's going to do this. And then she does it. And then it's about watching her descend into what you think is madness. Um, Because gradually she gets creepier and creepier and creepier with the videos that she's posting. On the other end, there's this other main character. Um, I'm forgetting his name, but long story short, he's a guy who weirdly monitors people who who play the game to see if they're like okay and like reaches out to them to try to help them okay and he takes a liking to her because he wants to help her but he's also a middle-aged man so you're kind of like dealing with that as the watcher (laughs) and he reaches out to her (laughs) yeah he's a creep and he reaches out to her to see if she's okay and she does she does like weird things. Like there's one time it doesn't ruin the movie, but there's one time where she's like dancing at the, and screaming at the top of her lungs to a song. And then she just physically screams at the top of her lungs for like 10 seconds and then goes back to dancing. It's stuff like that. And they intertwine other people who there's like this one guy who is just picking at his skin. Cause he thinks that there's like a stuff. He's a stuffed animal beneath it. Like they have weird art artsy imagery like that. By the end of the movie, you don't know what is going on. It's not like a scorn. Don't know what's going on because there's plenty of dialogue because it's a movie. But mm-hmm. I and don't a sense of direction. Feel, and a sense of direction. <laughs> but with this direction, I don't know what they wanted me to feel. So when the credits rolled and you just because like there's really only those two characters in that have any depth or anything. I just walked out of it thinking it was too Sundancey. Like it caught, like I see where the art's going. I see where artistically why it probably is getting good reviews. It didn't satisfy me because number one, it wasn't, there wasn't really any, I didn't feel attached to the main character's danger, which is weird because you spend all this time with her. So go watch it if you want you can listen to the reviews <laughs> but we're all i didn't want to go to the world's fair after seeing we all are going to the world's fair, fair. It, it it was just it was just bloody mary with wiping your blood on a 
you know, on a computer screen and <laughs> it was Bloody Mary for the 21st century or Candyman. Yeah. Yeah. There was, okay. yeah. It was it was weird. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for the podcast this week. Thank you for listening. If you're interested, please make sure to review and share the podcast. If you liked it, please make sure to like and subscribe and comment if you're watching it on YouTube. And if you feel so inclined, we do have social media sites that you can follow us on there at High Sensitivity. Other than that, again, I appreciate everybody listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Later, Later, guys.